Hey, great to be with you, Tim. Uh, what specifically now, we say online sports gambling. What's your understanding of what we're talking about here? Well, it's basically the ability to take your iPhone and gamble right there sitting on the couch or going on a computer. Um, you know, it is probably one of the most dangerous uh, predatory gambling accessibility devices that will be out there. And so that's that's basically what it is. It's the ability to be able to gamble without having to go to brick-and-mortar places. Now, here's the part I don't understand. I understand gambling well enough, but I don't understand this, and maybe it's just my lack of tech savvy here, but there are multiple states that already have this, uh, multiple states in which I can lawfully do this, and since it is online, theoretically, I ought to be able to technically do it any place on planet Earth. What are we talking about when we talk about states that legalize it as opposed to states that don't? I can. It's, it's called the World Wide Web for a reason. Right. Well, I mean, it'd be left up to each state since the Supreme Court overturned the Brady Act, uh, allowing this now to be done. So each each state has to determine whether they're going to allow that to happen. They put up geofencing, all types of things uh, to deal with it. So they'll have to be able to determine whether they want that to be happening. And you know, our whole point at the Georgia Vance Mission Board is basically this, when you look at what we've been dealing with is that accessibility equals sales, sales equals participation, participation equals potential problems. So if they're already, quote, doing it, and there are uh, illegal gambling activities that are going there, offshore things, uh, all you're going to do is increase the addictions, increase the bankruptcies, increase the suicides, increase the less spending on basics. In other words, what you're going to do is, uh, and this is what I've heard, I've dealt with this for the last three years, two or three years at the Capitol, you know, well, they're doing it anyway. Well, there's a lot of things they're doing out there that if we made it legal and then promoted it as being legal, there would be more of it. I mean, if you've got cancer in one place of your body, that doesn't mean you ought to have it all over your body. And predatory gambling, which is what this is, is basically legalized fraud is what it is. That's why it requires requires a constitutional amendment. Uh, when you legalize it, it promotes it. Uh, it's already popping up on our children's apps. It's already popping up on our apps, on everything. And it just expedites, makes everything exponentially, should I say, even worse uh, regarding any of the things that are detrimental to society. For example, Tennessee did this. And I looked last year at one of their reports that, that their addiction hotline was up 800%. So, yeah, it's happening. Do you want it worse? Do you want more of it? Do you want our children having more accessibility to it, it being promoted? Now you can't watch golf. You can't watch uh, football. You can't watch anything without them, without them just constantly dragging a lure in front of you, trying to get you to go after it. So it's just very detrimental to our society, detrimental to our families. Uh, for every dollar you raise in tax revenue, it costs another $3 in social expense. 
So it's uh, it's just not good. All right. So there are a long list of reasons you could probably add to it. Uh, reasons why you would be opposed to this, why other people would be opposed to this, and other gambling proposals. But you're speaking to this specifically, uh, Mike Griffin, from the vantage point of the Georgia Baptist Missions Board. You're a minister, so I'll ask the question this way, and we'll wade into the theological part of this for a quick moment here. Uh, uh, is there a biblical prescription against gambling? I'm aware of references that acknowledge gambling, the, the wagering for Jesus's clothing at the, at the cross, uh, using lots to choose uh, a, a replacement for Judas as, as a disciple, as an apostle. Uh, those are acknowledgments that gambling exists. Are there direct biblical prescriptions against it? Well, you know, there's gambling and then there's predatory gambling. And predatory gambling is what we're talking about when we talk about sports betting, paramutual betting, we talk about destination resorts and casinos. You're talking about where it is rigged, where you will lose. There have been studies, even ESPN, uh, a person was interviewed uh, talking about the fact that if you start winning, uh, you end up losing your account or it gets somehow doctored. But if you look at it from a biblical standpoint, you know, it talks about seeking first the kingdom of God. It talks about in Proverbs 14:31. Uh, that we not uh, oppress the poor. It talks about um, it'd be better that a millstone tied about our neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble, and that definitely would do that. It talks about the love of money being the root of evil. You know, it talks about, um, you know, if you look at 1 Corinthians uh, 6.12, again, it, it, it talks about not some things may be lawful, but they're not profitable. Uh, if you look at Romans, it talks about uh, you're to uh, do no ill to your neighbor. Uh, Matthew twenty two thirty nine says you're to love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm just saying there's a lot of biblical principles out there regarding the social moral implication that you and I have as a responsibility to love God and to love people, and this will promote a, a detriment. I mean, really, can you really walk in and say, you know, it's the families that gamble together that stay together? <laughs> you know, well, uh, I would add, I would add as, something as to your list there. Alone, yeah. well, as a little boy on Home Alone would say, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's the gamblers that pray. I don't think you could take the fourteen to 12,000 foster care families and say, you know, if y'all would gamble more, it would help your home. Well, now, I would say Absolutely this. I, I, would add, I would add that to this. You, you just said that the, the, the game is essentially rigged, right? That it, it's set up in such a way, some of these are set up in such a way where you, you're going to lose. It's just a question of when and how much. If, right. in fact, the game is rigged, I, and I'm looking for a biblical argument against gambling, I would simply say, thou shalt not steal. Because that would be you, good as well. You've rigged yeah. the game. You're stealing from me in a rigged game. But, it, yeah, that's why we say it's legalized fraud, because that's why you have to have a constitutional amendment. Because it's, it's not like going out here and opening a restaurant or a barbershop. Well, let me ask uh, you about that, Mike Griffin, because you heard Marcus Weedauer, you heard Representative Weedauer say there that there is at least a possibility, they're looking at the possibility of getting this done without the need for a constitutional amendment. Uh, neither of us, I don't think, are lawyers, but to, your, but to your understanding here, where does that stand? I am, I am holding in my hand a letter from the Georgia Department of Law when uh, Sam Mullins was there that his office put out uh, on February the 26, 2016, in reference to daily fantasy sports, of which they were trying to do the very same thing 
through that, saying, oh, it's a game of skill, it's not gambling. Well, they issued a letter that said that based off of Georgia law, this is gambling. It is gambling. And to try to add an additional uh, segment of gambling uh, without a constitutional amendment would be in violation of the law. And so that's already basically been proven. Uh, there are folks who, in, who are for this who would say, no, we don't need to do this because you're going to do it. There's going to be a lawsuit. You may pass a, um, you know, a statute that only takes, you know, 50% plus one to pass and sign in the law, but then it could be tied up in the court for four or five years. They say it's better to do a constitutional amendment where it would be more rock solid. Uh, Mike Griffin, quickly about a minute left here. Uh, Your thoughts on where the the legislative appetite might be on this? We've seen and discussed over the years various casino proposals, dog tracks and the like. Uh, What's your sense of where the legislature is on this? Well, I think they're about 50-50, and I think the people are going to have to have influence on their legislators and not allow them to use the excuse, well, let's just let the people decide. No, the people decided two years ago when they voted you into office for you to make those granular, detailed, hard decisions, not to put anything before the people that you would think would not be good for us to vote for, because most of the time constitutional amendments you know, will pass and will be outspent. 250 to 1 on promotion of this expansion of gambling. In other words, for every dollar we spend to try to get the information that I've got here, which you can go to gabaptist.org slash public affairs and see it, they're going to spend $250 to say, oh no, all that glitters is gold. All right, Mike Griffin. People to be manipulated. Georgia Baptist Missions Board, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Tim, thank you. It's always a blessing to be with you, buddy.